0: Hello and welcome back to Real Combos with C and Veronica. I'm Veronica. I'm C. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, Open our mouth to talk at the same time.
0: So, today we're going to talk a little bit about the real estate market and what we think is in store for 2022.
1: Yes, our predictions, which we are aware could be completely off and wrong. And this stems because I was just looking at a video in an attempt to do some TikTok content, which I'm terrible at. Um and it was actually um a house we looked at last summer that was listed by Zillow when they were buying and then reselling, which they have since stopped doing. Yeah. Which is sort of a I don't know, indicator of how their market is going. Although know, they I don't I never understood their business model, how they were buying stuff at market value and then selling it
0: for market value, value. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and making any money. I don't I didn't understand it, but um anyways. So what we're seeing right now in the market is that there's still a ton of buyers. I think most of our clients are buyers. Yeah. And then I've seen videos of like open houses with cars down the street and craziness. I've never been to one like that. Um, have you? Um, I've actually so I've been showing a lot in the
0: last couple months and I have not once gone to a house where there was a line of people. Um, I've seen the videos too. There was one time I did and I, I don't even think it, it may have been like end of 2020-ish because I knew, it, it turned out that I knew the agent and I sent him a text and I was like, hey, look at the line at your house. Like, you're <laughs> going to get offers. But that's the only time I've had it. So once in over over a year.
1: Yeah. I've only seen it when I'm looking at investment properties and they um the wholesaling company will blast Yeah, and they email do like a like meeting at
0: one PM. Yeah, I've seen those too, but anytime I've shown a house I've never had a line of people. Um every once in a while I've had where you can see
1: somebody comes behind me and is waiting or something, but that's also in a normal market for me. I had that with um lease clients last summer where we were like lined up outside the house to look oh, at. Really? It. But like only like three deep it wasn't yeah. As dramatic as I've seen on other people's feeds and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, so I think there's still a ton of buyers, so it's to be a seller's market, really. Yeah, um, still for sure, and especially because interest rates are going
0: up a little bit here and there, which means that, you know, a buyer's buying power goes down. Um, so if they could afford something at 380 and interest rates grow up, that's probably going to drop to, like, 370 now. You know, depending on what the interest rate is, it's all about the numbers. But
1: the more the interest rate goes up, the less you can buy yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As we see the interest rate kind of creep up, we mm-hmm. might see the the that there are less buyers. They might want to wait until the interest rates go down again. I don't know. Maybe they'll start buying now because they think the prices are going to come down. But I mean, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. I I think we'll see a little downturn in the market. I don't think it'll be a big drop or anything. But no. um, yeah, I think as interest rates go up, people will be less excited about how much they can buy with their money. So for sure. Because the interest rates have been around, like, 2 maybe 3% for a lot of buyers. And so that that makes your monthly payment quite a lot lower for a higher base price. So. Yeah, that was last year. Now we're at,
0: like... Four. Four. Five um, in some cases. Yeah, I had a um, client
1: that just got a pre-approval at five, which I was like, holy crap. <laughs> but that's still, I mean... In the history of interest rates, not terribly yeah, high. Yeah, we always go back to, like, C's dad who bought in the 80s
0: and was at 18%. Yeah, I love that like, story. it's nuts to think that he bought a house like that and he could afford it. Like, I mean, I guess barely could afford it then, like...
1: I don't know, the story he tells is that my... I think my mom was pregnant with my brother i was already here and i think she was like okay we're about to have two kids i need a house and my dad was like okay <laughs> happy wife happy life kind of went and found one in richardson for i don't know i think it was like eighty thousand at the time which is hilarious because that house is worth like I, th- well, I think it sold last time for like 300 oh, yeah really. like, i think it's like three fifty, four hundred in that neighborhood that's crazy right and that was <clears throat> i'm 40 so that was 40 years ago <laughs> 41 so um yeah that's a lot of appreciation in 40 years Yeah, for sure. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but he bought like eighty thousand for at eighteen percent interest. I have no idea what his monthly payment was, but I'm sure he was like, whatever. Got to keep that wife happy. (laughs) Yeah, and they paid it off and sold it, right? Yeah. And they so it is doable. People like
0: (laughs) I'm not ever gonna tell my clients, you know. But if you guys are ever listening, like. Yes,
1: 5% is terrible, but it's not 18 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's more than I pay for, I do hard money loans for, And uh, intre- in- God, I can't think of a word. There Investments, like, Investment. Investment yeah. properties, I used to do 12%, and I thought that was a lot of my dad's like, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like my business partner for flipping and renting and stuff. <laughs> he's so He's like, like yeah, it's that's fine. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not too terrible. But, um, I mean, what I always look at when I'm buying houses is, is what's the monthly payment? Can I afford the monthly payment? And if it's a yes. rental house, like, does it make sense? Does it rent for as much as the monthly payment is? Is that is the rent going to cover the monthly payment? So See, and
0: that's good. That's what I always tell my clients. Like, I have people come to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, what can I get approved for? And I always tell them, like, yeah, you want to look at what the top number is that you can get approved for. But really, you want when you talk to a lender, you want to tell them. What do you want your monthly payment at? Because that's what's going to matter the most. And that will bring that number down. Like maybe you only want your monthly payment at 2000 and really you want to be approved for like 350 or something. Like that would actually bring that 350 down significantly for you. So always look at that. See what you can afford because that's what they're going to look at too at the end of the day is, you know, they're going to look at your debt to income ratio. How much debt do you have to how much income you get and what can you afford monthly so if you're in an apartment right now and you're paying 2000 and you're doing okay, you
1: know you could afford maybe something at 2200 Like, Yeah, about 1% is uh about how much you'd be paying. So if you're buying a $300,000 house, your loan, your monthly payment will be about $3,000. Yeah, about 1%, give or take. Yeah, there's usually less for a, a like a 30-year fixed mortgage. But, you know, that's just my general guess when I'm looking at houses. Now, if you buy a $300,000 house and you put... 50,000 down then your mortgage is only 250,000 so that's about 2,500 a month is that too much math no this early in the morning <laughs> it makes sense to me it might be for other people but yeah, <laughs> this is my job so I get it <laughs> yeah um I mean I can't think of anything else right this second
0: I think um another prediction I have is that I um what I've noticed and again I think it really just depends on the area like I have a lot of buyers that come to me and they're like oh my god I've talked to other people. These realtors are telling me it's going to be impossible. Number one, if you're that realtor, you're an asshole, okay? <laughs> Don't do that to people. Like, just tell them it's not going to be impossible. You're just going to have to be patient. That's the biggest thing. When you're in a seller's market, you have to be patient. And whatever, you know, comes along will be there perfectly for you. Like, I had a client who, in a seller's market, last November, we closed in November. Um, we only offered, like, maybe 2000 over. And in the end, I was still able to get them like 5,000 in seller concessions and their house appraised over value.
1: So, so like, you're walking in with value already.
0: Yeah. What's so, um, I mean, and everyone, she was told, this specific client was told by another agent that she is never going to find anything in this year yeah. and that it's only going to be a new build. Because everything else is gonna be too much, and she was pretty like devastated. Like
1: that's crazy. Does that agent not like doing business? I don't know. Like (laughs) she
0: was, and she was very sad. And like, um, it's her and her husband, and I was just like, okay, well, number one, she's wrong. Like yes, it's gonna be difficult, but it's not gonna be impossible. Um, and you might have to go through two offers. You might have to go through thirteen, but we know how much time you have. We're starting early, and it worked out to where we got him into a house. Um i think a month before their lease was up so i mean yes not impossible like prices i don't think are going to be um significantly like a hundred thousand over unless you have a cash buyer coming in doesn't matter what market you're in they're gonna win always (laughs) most of the time not always i guess but most of the time they're gonna win (laughs) because coming
1: in with cash at your asking price, yeah, if they're like a low ball cash offer, I'd rather take a financing
0: that's true, I mean, if they're coming in at asking or over like most likely they're gonna win because they don't they don't have to worry about appraisals, yeah. but even now, like the appraisers are starting to kind of help everything settle down because they're like, this house does not appraise for a hundred thousand over people, come on, <laughs> like, I know you really want it, but pull it together.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the appraisers have been the one. The appraisers kind of have killed several deals for me, but they also are trying to keep the market in check. Where, so let's say a house is listed at two hundred thousand, and people are coming, um, you know, and bidding—that's not the right word—offering oh two hundred fifty-three hundred thousand, and the appraisers are like, "It's not worth that much. The bank is not going to yeah give you that loan. So either you have an extra hundred thousand or find a cheaper house. So for sure, they've been attempting, I think, to keep everything in check although people will come to the table with like 50,000 over the appraised value just to get into the house which is and if you have crazy. that great um you know normal but, people like <coughs> us don't have an extra 50 grand
0: yeah it kind of sucks it kind of sucks for people that are you know normal working people
1: that just want to find a house mm-hmm. um that don't have all that crap ton of cash <laughs> yeah and then there's the uh statistic and I don't have it right in front of me but it's some fairly large percentage of new houses are being bought by like hedge funds and people that are investors that just buy it for cash and then rent it. Even new builds, they're cash buyers that are from hedge funds and some kind of investment agencies that'll come in and buy them and rent them out. And they're sort of taking away from the regular people that need a house to live in to, you know, have a life. And I don't know why the, cause they do have millions of dollars at their um, disposal and they'll just come in and buy Two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars 300000 houses for cash. Yeah, And then the regular people that have to get a loan for that kind of thing are outbid. So, I mean, that's another huge problem. Just generally in the housing industry, I have a solution for that, really, if they want to. If <laughs> any, any politician wants to back my idea is that when you buy um, a HUD house, which is like a house that's been foreclosed on that had a federal loan on it, like an FHA loan or a VA loan, yeah, on like the HUD.gov website and you try to buy a house. If you're an investor, if you're not gonna live in the house, then you have to wait thirty days to buy the house. So that gives owner occupants thirty days to buy the house. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm <clears throat> just choking for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, before the investors can come in there and, you know, use it for their business in whatever manner. And I totally think they could do that for the entire housing market to kind of keep the hedge fund people out of the mix. Or at least to a lesser degree, I mean well, like, and something else they
0: could do, too, that kind of hurts um, most people that can afford to get some type of home loan are typically in, like, FHA loans because they get government assistance, usually for first-time homebuyers. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a investor comes in and flips a property, that house is not eligible for FHA financing or VA financing until after 90 days, mm-hmm. which, again, kind of shits on the people that are just trying to buy a house for their family or whatever <laughs> or just to start a family or start their life like yep. you know the first timers it makes it harder for them so they have to wait 90 days which means that anyone else that's conventional can purchase it or cash
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that kind of sucks for them if
1: they could figure out a way to i think like you said i have the way that's yeah if you just made every um, home buying process just like a hud house then you would get, stave off the investors for 30 days and give regular people a chance to buy it. Now, I'm also an investor. I was going to so, say that.
0: Keep in mind, like, this would also um, affect us. Yeah, and we're okay with that.
1: Yeah, like, I'm, I feel like I'm an investor to stay in my lane where, like, I buy houses that nobody else wants and I fix them up to either sell or rent out to people that are going to live in them and working people that need to have a place to live i'm not here to like edge out the people that need a regular house because i want to make a profit so i feel like investors have a place in the market and it's valuable to bring old or rundown houses back up into a marketable um i can't think of words today into a marketable area that's not the right word I'll think of it later after I turn this off. Yeah, Um, But it's definitely, like I said, not to come in and edge out all the other hardworking people. Um, Anyway, so there's that. Um, So if you have a buyer in this market, what would you advise? And besides be patient, I would also advise them to not fall in love with the first house that
0: they look at. (laughs) And that's what I always tell them. Like People will always ask me, too. Again, regardless of the type of market it is, the things that I always tell my buyers are, okay, number one, let's see what where you want to be in your payment and what you can afford because I always have people asking me well can you show me this house can you show me this house I would love to show you that house but at the end of the day if you can't afford that house or it's not within the budget that you want to be in and I take you to see it and you fall in love with it that is the meanest thing that I could do to you (laughs) like hey look at this house oh wait you can't afford it or it's not your where you want your payment so and then you're just going to compare every house after that so that's one thing I always say is you know like just keep in mind like we I have them make a checklist of the things that are absolute must for you and things that you would like um and things that you really have no difference to like for us for example we bought our house um i don't know like i'm going to go with 7 years ago something like that <laughs> yeah um and when we bought our house our criteria was very minimal it was i think it was four things it was we wanted four bedrooms we wanted a split master. We wanted something with a pool and with a little bit of extra land, like not just a really small area with a pool where you have a tiny backyard, because we already had that. Yeah. Um, and whenever we we looked at multiple houses, and you weren't with me, but I was with our agent at the time. We came into this house, and when we walked in, let me tell you guys, this is, again, very minimal criteria. Um, it smelled like dog pee everywhere. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because the previous owner was by herself and she had like four different Yorkies or something. So, you know, Yorkies are known to be territorial. It was everywhere. And despite the smell, which was pretty intense because also mind you there was carpet in the living room and the dining room in the bathroom um and all the bedrooms, so it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Despite the smell, I walked in, I saw the floor plan, 3 Three bedrooms on one side. The master's on the other side. It had a pool. We're on almost an acre. It had those four things. And I called C and I was like, this is the one. She's at work and she's like, okay, let's make an offer. (laughs) And we made an offer and we got it. Like that that was how minimal it was for us. Like it didn't have to be um, perfect and updated, which of course would be great. Everyone wants to live in a new house, but we knew like this is going to be our forever home. We're going to do work on it. These are the main things that we want because at the time... Well, now we have five kids, but at the time we were, we were wanting to continue fostering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, when I talk to my clients, I always tell them that story, like go into it knowing what you really want and what matters the most for your family. Yeah. Like, because anything ex- else you can do for yourself. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about older houses is that you can literally update it to fit your personality and what you want instead of going into a new build and having to pick whatever they have laid out for you or into a house that's been flipped. And again, that would affect us because we are investors and we flip houses. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's the most fun you can do is buying a house that needs a little bit of
1: work. Yeah, not everyone has that mindset though. That's sort of our investor mindset where we don't really look at the cosmetics as the selling point. We look at like the layout mm-hmm. and the land. It's um, hard for maybe regular buyers to get into that mindset i've had i make them in that mindset that's good (laughs) so there you go she's a good buyer agent exactly the people that come in and look at the paint they're like oh i don't think i like it i don't like this paint color come on man like that's easy to fix you can totally (laughs) change it and yeah,
0: it could be expensive or you could not pay someone ten thousand dollars to do it and you could take a saturday to do it when you'd be watching netflix all day (laughs) or if you have kids teach your kids how to do it like it's fun stuff to do
1: sounds really messy to have the kids help but anyways yes it's easy it's you know not impossible to do it's just paint although when a professional painter does it it looks so much better (laughs) it does sometimes Mm -hmm. anyways all right i think that's all we got for now stay positive in the 2022 buying season be Um, patient
0: guys it'll happen if you're a buyer and if you're a seller awesome you're gonna have a great year
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean hopefully hopefully it stays in the seller's market for you guys because Um, Yeah, it'd be tough otherwise.
0: Also, as a quick note, if you're a seller, like, you know, I'm sure everyone is like this, but understand that, yes, it's fantastic. You have all these offers, but majority of those offers are people just trying to do something better for their life. Like, and I know that's hard to take in because you're like, oh, I'm making a lot of money or whatever, but, you know. Just try to be kind about, or make sure your agent's kind about their responses when somebody else is, doesn't get it. Just communicate,
1: you know, yeah. like, okay, we accepted an offer and then <laughs> make sure it's pending on the MLS so we're not going and showing a house that's already Yeah, contract. that has
0: happened a lot. I'm like, on the way in, they're like, oh, well, we're under contract. Cool. I just drove an hour and a half. Like, you could have told me this yesterday. <laughs> so those of you that are agents that do tell people, I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> yes, communication is key. Anyways, good luck this season and um, talk to you next week. Peace out.